Hello everyone and welcome to broadcast number 74 of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show that airs bi-weeklies on Saturdays at noon U.S. Central Time to help you keep up with the ever-evolving world of indie game development, debate about issues in the indie game scene, and it'll let you into the mind of some of the most interesting people behind the creation of indie games. Today is March 12th and I'll be your host, Brett Hudson, broadcasting live from the Midwest United States. And with us today we have the founder of IndieCouch.org. Do you want to say hi? Yeah, hi everyone. My name is Patrick. I'm the founder of IndieCouch.org and right now we are live on Kickstarter. Hoo-hoo-hoo. So yeah, uh, go check that out. Um, I suppose we, we should probably grab the link and drop it in the IRC, which is what we usually talk about next. Uh, so if you're listening to this live, there is an IRC uh, available right below the embed player on the radio page. And uh, you just enter in a username, you click enter, and you can jump in and chat with us. Uh, Patrick's in there, I'm in there, a couple other people are in there. Um, you can suggest topics to talk about, uh, ask questions, whatever you want. If you're using an IRC client, it's on the irc.afternet.org network, and the channel is Indie Function, I-N-D-I-E, Function, and just jump right in there, and that's where we we'll be posting links as we talk about them. So uh, I just put the Kickstarter link in there. So if oh, anybody sweet. wants to check that out, go for it. Uh, right now, you guys are at 38% of your goal. That's with, right, with yes. With 18 days to go. So you guys are you guys are chugging along pretty well. Well, we started pretty well, but right now we are in the dreadful middle part, like almost every other Kickstarter campaign. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it starts really well. You get a lot of traction, momentum, people pledging like crazy, and then it just slows down. So right now, I'm basically waiting till the end of the campaign because next week there is GDC. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't expect there much to be going on on the campaign side. I mean, we have one of our team members, Philomena. She will be at GDC, and has. Has, she has a booth there and will make some promotion for the campaign and also has set up some meetings over at GCA. Mm-hmm. But on my end, I don't expect much work <laughs> So to with do. the booth, hmm, do you guys have like a computer set up there that people could use to use the Kickstarter? No, she will be there with her own game. It's called Niche. Uh, oh, okay. And, well, on the side, we'll do the promotion for our Kickstarter. Ah, I see. Okay. Because otherwise, we wouldn't be there. We couldn't afford it. She's only there because she got a scholarship for the GDC. Oh, wow. Congrats. Where? Yes. She was very lucky. It actually was her second time applying for it, and now she got it. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is... Um, it was, I think, a month ago? Yeah. Uh, Game Jolt did a cool competition where you could win tickets to GDC. Oh, um, nice. By either, there, there are two different ways. You could either submit a game that you made in 2015 to, uh-huh. uh, to this comp test, or you could make a new game um, over, your, over your, a 72-hour period. And they were both judged independently, so you know the, the newly created games weren't bundled in with the other ones. They gave uh, away, cool. I don't even know how many tickets. I, I think it was like 25 or something so oh, it was just yeah. nuts <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's great people winning winning stuff to gdc that's pretty cool 
Or maybe 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 it was ten and there was five from each. I don't remember. There's a lot of numbers mm. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's jump into the news. Uh first one, which just closed, um, is Amazon Fire and Game Maker Studio. So Game Maker Studio now has uh, support for Amazon Fire. Um and basically that means that their Android export module uh, that they already have is going to work on all Amazon Fire devices, whether it's Fire TV, Fire TV Stick, uh, Fire Tablet, or whatever else they add on in the future. Um, and it's pretty sweet. So right now you can get the Android export module um, as well as Game Maker Studio Professional 50% off. Uh, so how much is that? Let's see here. Studio Professional... Is normally 150, so it's 75 dollars right now. And then I can't find the the Android export module, but I think it's normally 50, so it's probably 25 right now. Um, yeah, I think that should be right. Probably somewhere around there. And then you can still take part if you don't own the Android export module by activating a 60-day free Amazon export trial. Um, and all you need to do is link your Amazon account to your Yoyo Games account. So, uh, I'll, we'll put the the link in the, the chat for anybody who wants to check that out. Otherwise, if you're listening to this in the recording, um, the link will be under show topics. So, you can check that out. Otherwise, I gotta like tell you how to navigate through Yoyo Games website, and that that doesn't sound like fun. I'm not very familiar with it. They just changed their design. Um, I really like it. Do you know how many people actually are using the Amazon Fire to play video games? I don't. Well, is that a thing at all? Because I just remember when they announced the Fire, like, mm-hmm. oh, when was it, in 2014? Yes, around that or so. And since then I haven't heard really anything at all about games and Fire. <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up. There, yeah, there's no no easy stats. Um, Amazon Fire stats. Let's see here. And problems typing right now. Yeah, no, it's just bringing up device stats. I don't know. Um, I I have an app up. It's not a game. I have an app up on the Google Play Store, which you know got got a couple hundred downloads, and then I have one up on the Amazon Fire, which got or. The Amazon App Store, I don't even know what it's called. They got one, uh-huh. so I'm guessing it's a lot smaller than yeah. uh, Android and iOS, which is kind of a given. But I don't know how how well it does. And it might be that you need to get promoted on it for you know to actually get maybe, sales. Maybe, yeah. It's just, all, the whole Amazon, Amazon Fire just reminds me of a lot of the Ouya. Hmm. Yeah, that's why I don't have such a really good feeling about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the difference, though, is that Ouya was a pretty cool, unique idea, and then Amazon Fire is just jumping on the bandwagon. Like, oh hey, here's another place to put yourself. Yes, here's another place. But since they are called Amazon and everybody knows them, they probably have a better chance of succeeding. Yeah, uh, on our last show, I, I think it was just the last one. You know what? No, it was two two shows ago it was a month ago yeah um amazon launched lumberyard and we were talking about that yeah. have you heard of that yeah i heard of it mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's their new game dev studio engine platform <laughs> and uh yeah no amazon's just going crazy i have no idea what what their end goal is but 
they want to get into games, and maybe they will, maybe they won't. I don't know. I think they want to get into the games. It's just logical steps. And nowadays, uh, what was it like? The game industry makes more money than the music and movie industry combined nowadays. Wow. If I remember that right, it was something like that. I think that that. sounds right. I've heard a quote something like that. Hmm. All right, so we'll go to the next news topic. Uh, Train Jam 2016 is going on right now. Uh, We'll just recap it for anybody that doesn't know what Train Jam is. It is a game jam that takes place on a train, uh, and it's 52 hours from Chicago... Uh, Illinois to San Francisco, California. So it goes across um, a good portion of the United States, and everybody just makes games together, and it's it's a blast. Uh, it's organized by Adriel Wallach, and this is the second year that they've done this, or is it the mm. third? No, it's the third. I'm pretty sure. It's the, but I remember it being featured in Game Lo- Loading: Rise of the Indies. Yeah, that one came out last year, and I think it was shot the year before. Mm-hmm. Yep, here it. Is. Yeah, so it must be the third one. Yeah, so this is our third year. Sorry, I, I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> no um, problem. Yeah, that would make sense because last year I wanted to go because I had seen how how successful the previous year was. Yep. Uh, but no, I I'm not there this year either, as you can you can probably tell. You don't you don't hear me moving on train tracks. Duk, duk, duk. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's going on right now. If if you're listening to this live, um, they're arriving in San Francisco today. So I I don't know exactly where they are, but they they left on March 10th and they're arriving in San Francisco today. They're probably going to be super tired. <laughs> oh yeah. And Do you remember the topic they had this year? Oh the the game jam theme. Yeah, the theme. No, I I didn't look. I at forgot that. it. I read it somewhere on Jeez, I'm Twitter. I'm so unprepared today. I'm like, oh, hey, do you know this? Uh, Sorry for no, exposing you. <laughs> oh, and then I jump on Twitter to you know go to this, and the first thing that's in my feed is train jam stuff. Uh, let's see. All right, if we scroll down, oh, geez, yeah, there's way too many posts on here. I don't know what the theme is, and it didn't say it on its website. Because that's where I was, so I don't know. Sorry, uh, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, if, if you find it, go for it. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to move on to uh, GDC yes, 2016. Sure. So this upcoming week, uh, we've already brought it up on the show uh, like two or three times. GDC is happening. Uh, for those of you who don't know what GDC is, GDC is the Game Developers Conference. It is the biggest game developer event of the year. And it happens in San Francisco, California, and it takes place Monday through Friday. So it's it's a long one. And it's basically, game developers from all over the world come there, and they, they put up booths with their games. And then there's also the park outside, which is where a lot of the indies hang out that uh, don't want to dish out a bunch of money for a ticket and just kind of want to go to see everybody because everybody goes. Um yeah, there's there's people, just people as far as the eye can see, just hanging out in this park. <laughs> uh, so if you're in San Francisco next week uh, and you don't have tickets to go to GDC, you can still hang out in the park with a bunch of indies. Um, 
I, I remember William Shear, he was on our show uh, last month, two broadcasts ago, and he said he's going to be out there. Um, so, and usually uh, Remy Ismael's out there. Uh, I know Felix Kramer is going to be hanging out. So, like, those are just a few of the names of all the awesome people that are going to be out there. So, if you're in San Francisco, definitely, definitely go check it out. Um, but yeah, no, GDC is pretty cool and it's happening next week. That's the basic thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just found the theme for the train jam. It's oh. maximum capacity. Maximum capacity. That's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy one. Mm-mm, no, you actually got to think there. Maximum capacity. What What would you make? I was actually I was thinking about it. I did not come up with an idea. Yeah, I'm not maximum capacity. Hmm. I think I do something no. where you try to fill a bunch. You you have um different containment, like different containers, and you have stuff, yeah. and you have to fit them. Like there's only one way to really put them in, and you have to fit them all perfectly. And if once you get all the oh. pieces in, all the containers are filled to the max. Like stacking. So I, I'm i not sure. Um, it could be stacking or it could be like a top-down kind of Tetris thing. I got to piece mm. them together. Yeah, we could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we start yeah. our own train term. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's the concept. Now now you just actually have to figure out what the gameplay is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a puzzle game. It's a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just... And it's would it be stacking? Because on... like just the two of us like had different ideas on how you could implement that that concept. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. So, it's a speed running game. A speed running game. It's just oh, you know what? Virtual reality, right? You use the Vive to just slam every, just smack <laughs> all these pieces in as fast as you can. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> we we have it. We we just want to train jam. Yes, we won. <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, let's just send out a tweet to them. Hey, we, we just won on Indie Radio talking about Train Jam. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks, who spent the last couple of days in a train. <laughs> we just won. <laughs> so, uh, that's all that we had for news today. Um, there's probably a couple news articles out there that we missed. Um, I haven't really seen to. I, I've been getting a lot of... Oh, you know what? Actually, no, I do have one. I, I've been getting right. a lot of emails about stuff, about GDC, but nothing yeah. is coming through, really, that I've seen that's not about GDC. But one that I just remembered is Boss Fight Books uh, has a new book out, and it's uh, it's coming out, I think, March 22nd? So in 10 days' time. Or maybe that's maybe that's when we're allowed to release press about it. I don't remember. Um but Spelunky is... Oh, it's okay that I'm talking about it. It's like we can't do any reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't okay. worry. <laughs> I'm like, We're not allowed to, re- to right release now. our reviews. That's the embargo for review dates. Um, but no, uh, Derek Yu wrote a book about Spelunky and creating it. And it comes out ah. later this month, I think. And it's yes, published... Yes, I heard about it. Oh, you did hear about it? Yeah. Yes. Um, and then Boss Fight Books, they, they're a series. I think this is our 11th book. So let me let me find the link quick, and I will put it in the chat. Boss fight books. Oh, I am so pumped um, to read it. Uh, and then, obviously, if you want to fi- 
find out what I thought of it, you can just read my review because I'll be doing a review. Uh, but where is it? Ah, here it is, Spelunky. Um, you can pre-order a print and digital edition for $20 um, US. Uh, otherwise, if you're international, it's another $10, so it's $30 USD, um, which includes tax and shipping. And then if you only want to get the digital version, it's only $5. And it's a 222-page book. So it's... 220. 222 That's page. a whole lot. Yeah, that's a lot of Spelunky. The release date is March 29th. Okay. So yeah, 22... Or the 22nd is probably the, uh, the, re- the review embargo date. <laughs> <laughs> There's way too many So I guess times. from your excitement, you play Spelunky a lot. Is that true? Not a lot, but I, I really do like it. And then just reading stuff about game design, especially uh-huh. when it's from a really good designer, it's just a blast to read. Yeah. So, Derek, you, yeah, I gotta read it. <laughs> mm. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, where does it say? Yeah, and it's also their first autobiographical uh, book. So, none of the other books have been written by the developer. They've all been written from a third party. So, super cool. Check it out. It's five dollars if you want to get the digital edition, which is super cheap for a book for for two hundred twenty two pages. That's a good deal. For two hundred two. 20 pages it's awesome yes yeah here let, let's do the math how, how how much are you spending per page um if, if i can do this right and then i just did my math backwards um 220 divided by five mm-hmm. so you're paying two pennies per page that's not bad because <laughs> i i know some like it's only gonna be pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's all pictures. <laughs> well, then you're getting even more bang out of your buck because you're paying for art too. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, the interview today is about to start. It just started. It started. Cool. <laughs> so with us we have Patrick. Uh, is it Seibert? Seibert. Seibert. Oh man. Yes. Screwed it up. Uh, uh, no problem. You're from America. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, we screw up everything. No, I meant it because of the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I had to jump on the joke. Uh, <laughs> but you have founded a really, really, really cool site called IndieCouch.org. Yes, thank you. And you're running a Kickstarter right now. It is pretty much in the middle. You know, you have 18 days left. Uh-huh. You know. About the midway point, um, and we we brought you on here to chat about just everything about it. Um, so I guess where we'd like to start is, you know, what what brought you into coming up with the idea? Like, oh hey, you know what? We should create a website where people can you know couch surf on other indies couches and just hang out and meet each other. Where where. Where did you get the idea to actually um, jump on this idea, I guess? Well, it's actually a little bit of a longer story. Mm-hmm. I have to go back to the year 2013. Okay. Um, it was around March 2013. I was doing a YouTube channel uh, mm-hmm. for about a year, only covering indie games. And then I... A friend of mine, he was writing for a games website, 
and I saw that they were looking for someone else to help them out to write news, uh, produce videos, write reviews, and so on. Okay. So I applied for the job there, and somehow I got it. I was really surprised because there was a journalism student who also applied with me, and since then I was working in chemistry as an analytical scientist. So I got the job there, but it, it was not paid. It was just for the sake of writing and playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> so I produced videos there, was writing reviews for about four months or five. Okay. Mm, but it was not only indie games, it was also AAA games. And after a while, I, start, I just started to miss my indie games, my beloved indie games. <laughs> And I was, it was like, it was during E3 2014 when I was looking, just just out of curiosity, I was looking up indiegames.ch. CH is uh, the Swiss, um, how do you call it? Uh, Top level domain? The Swiss domain, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I discovered that it was free. I was like, shit, why is nobody yet registered that domain? What? So I took I took it, and within just two weeks, I set up the whole website that is now, you can still, it's still online. Whoa, let me check this out. You said .ch? .ch, yes. Whoa, here it is. Look at that. So yeah, that's what, that was my my first real step into games journalism and since then I've been writing almost every day for the website mm-hmm. and in also in 2014 I quit my job because I was not satisfied with chemistry with eight hours a day just being in the laboratory whether you have work or not you just have to be there so I quit my job and then I was living from my savings until the middle part of 2015. Okay. And then I had I had burned all my savings until then. And I was looking for other jobs on the side, uh, like just basic um, working at the gas station or whatever. But in Switzerland, it's really complicated. You just, you basically need an education for everything. So I was not able to get a job. And I was at the point, do I want to continue writing about video games? Mm -hmm. Or do I give it up and go back to chemistry? Okay. One one second, though. Um, So in Switzerland, do they just require you to have a... Do jobs just require you to have a degree to pretty much get any job? Uh, It's not a uh, degree. Uh, Have you heard about apprenticeship? Mm Mm-hmm. So... Basically, if you want to work at the gas station, you have to have an apprenticeship in... Um, oh, I cannot translate this one. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's general, like, accountant, something like that. Okay. So, some, something similar, whatever. But yeah, if you, do, if you have experience in chemistry, I mean, people say you're way overqualified to do this job. Ah, okay. So they will not give it to you. Hmm. 
so yeah, I was at that point where it was just reasonable to give up writing or just take it back a step because I was um, I could not do make enough money from it to live from it. Mm-hmm. But I was I was making some money through my supporters on Patreon, which and then I just decided to leave Switzerland. Okay. So I quit. I quit my flat. I sold my furniture or gave it away to friends and all my other belongings. Just left everything behind, and I went to England for a couple of months to work as a volunteer to be able to live from my patron income from my patron supporters mm-hmm. to wow. yeah and to be able to continue writing about indie games so yeah that was the first step so right now I was in England I was finally living from being a video games journalist and then I was thinking so what next I was still would love to go to all the conventions and because it's also very important to cover the games there firsthand, do interviews, make new connections. Mm-hmm. And I've been using Couchsurfing since 2008 because before I was traveling a lot all over the world and I made great friends through Couchsurfing, but in the last couple of years it just got way too big. Mm-hmm. It's like I think like the original idea got lost because it became so popular and it's just really hard to find someone in the big cities to stay there. Mm-hmm. And, and I also think it's it's not the idea of couchsurfing to just use someone for cheap accommodation mm-hmm. when you go to a conference because I think on couchsurfing my my idea is you spend really spend time with someone to get to know the city and the person, their life. You, you're going to be part of their life for a day or two or three days. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like at all to use couchsurfing for games conventions. So I was thinking, hey, why not create your own couchsurfing-like website just for game developers because a lot of the indie game developers they also don't have a lot of money Mm -hmm. and they need to go to the conventions to show their game to get the word out there so yeah that was back in July last year when I came up with the idea Mm -hmm. and I knew the site is going to be way too big to do for me I know a little bit of HTML, PHP, and Java, but I'm not going to be able to do that. So I asked my friend Michael, mm-hmm. he's the software engineer in our team, uh, if he would be interested to join us, uh, to join me and help doing that. And so far, he had no connection at all with video games. I mean, he knows the basic, like FIFA and stuff <laughs> like this, but he was never really into video games. So, but he was so um, convinced by my idea that he wanted to join. So, yeah. And then I also, a little bit later when I knew, yeah, it's probably going to happen, I asked Philomena. She's a friend of mine who has been 
involved in Switzerland in the game scene in general, just with all kinds of stuff. She's basically everywhere. When you go to Switzerland as a game dev, you will probably get to know Philomena. <laughs> so that's why I asked her to join us. And I also know that she has a background in web design and art because I'm totally weak on that side. Mm-hmm. So then on August last year, we put up a landing page just like indiecouch.org is coming soon, attached with a button to subscribe for our newsletter and a survey just like to get to know a um, um, how, uh, to how many conventions go people go. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, how many conventions do people visit each year? Uh, how many days are they going to stay there? How, how, um, what's their choice of accommodation and so on? Yeah, to kind of get get some feel for what what the market would be like. You know, uh, yes, just like some market research. Hmm. And then I think it was like one or two weeks after we put up that landing page the festival curator of Ludicious Game Festival in Zurich. Mm-hmm. He came to ask and asked if he could do a basic page for the Ludicious Festival. Hmm. Like just something really simple. So he could offer the guests of the festival to stay with someone and in return they would get a free ticket. Ooh, wow. Yes, so that was our like first gig <laughs> and we had a deadline of two months to do that and and what where where in time is this uh that was um october 2014 okay. uh, 15 october 2015 yes okay so five months ago yes so yeah we had the two months deadline and we had until then we had basically nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had just the basic. I had the basic idea, I had the concept in my mind, but like done was nothing. So it was just Michael and me trying to put together the ideas and make a beautiful looking website for the festival. And that actually is the website that is still online right now. It's well. It's indiecouch.org. It's mm-hmm. the. It's still in alpha version. That's what we call it. But it's still the basic website we did for this specific festival. Really. Huh. Yeah. No. So, I. I yeah. really like the design that you guys have uh, come up with, and even though this is just an alpha, it still looks really good, and it all works. Yes, basically. (laughs) Not all the time. There's some bugs coming up here and then, but yeah, you can use it. Yeah. And I I even recognize some of the faces on here. There's there's a few people that I know. So, you... So, so it... hmm. I'm, like, trying to switch between two topics in my mind. Um, Okay. this, This event, how... What did you guys um, learn um, from having the site up during the event? Like, how did it perform, and what, what did you guys uh, take away from your first little uh, 
I don't even know. <laughs> Test case? <laughs> yes, I know what you're what you want to know. But actually, it was not so successful for the festival. Mm-hmm. Because it it was a little bit too late. The, the website was a little bit too late for the festival. And also because... Um, so the way it worked to get a free ticket was a little bit too complicated. Uh. Be- because you had to live in Switzerland and you had to host someone who has already a ticket to get a free ticket for yourself. Mm. That was just it was just too complicated. But it was it was not our decision to make the system like this, but I could understand it why they gave Yeah, like, it makes sense. This restrictions. It makes sense sense, yes. But yeah. So for the festival itself it was not a real success. But we, fr- just from the beginning, we already had like 20 people from all over the world signing up for the website. Even though we intended to use the site only for the festival, people from all over the, over the world already created a profile. <laughs> yeah, no, you, the way that I found out about you guys actually was through uh, Remy Ismail. He, yeah. <laughs> He he did a call me Ismail. Uh, it's his little Twitch stream that he does uh, whenever he yes. returns to the Netherlands. Oh, were you on there? No, I missed it just by one hour, but I listened to it after it. Mm. Okay, yeah, I I called in at at one point, <laughs> so chances are you might have might have caught me. Um, but no, it, who was it? It was um, um, Izzy. Yeah, Izzy. There we go. Yes. Yeah, who who is also on the the page? That's one of the people yeah. I recognize. Yes, that. she signed up. Yes, it's really great. And yeah, Actually, no, the two of them were, were chatting about it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is such a cool idea!" And then, obviously, it just snowballed from there. I checked out the Kickstarter, backed it, contacted you, and now we're here. <laughs> now we're here. Actually, there was a cool story with Izzy because um, I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Someone on Twitter was moving to Melbourne and was looking to for someone to host him the first days to get set up and maybe help to find a job. And uh-huh. somebody replied to him, Hey, maybe there's someone on Indie Couch And then I saw that on my Twitter feed mm-hmm. and I, I replied, Hey, I know Izzy from Melbourne is has a profile on Indie Couch. Maybe she can help you. And a couple of minutes later Izzy answered to him, yeah, sure, that would be great. I can host you the first couple of days and send me your CV and I can send it out and maybe get you a job. <gasps> oh, wow, she went above amazing. and beyond. Yes. It's wow, incredible. such a great story. <laughs> oh, man. Because, like, you, you wouldn't even expect that. You'd just be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for someone to host me. Hopefully they don't hate me and... Yeah, Izzy's like, oh yeah, just send me your CV. I'll I'll start sending it around. <laughs> yes, this is crazy. Yes. So I, I'm guessing you felt pretty good then too. Like you're like, oh my goodness, this this thing's actually helping people. Yes, I felt pretty good. I still feel pretty good about it because it's 
it's all about helping people, like making life a little bit easier and just everyone helping each other. I think that's what what we all should do. Mm-hmm. Because we all have like the same interests. We know how hard it can be. So if we can help, why not help? Absolutely. Huh. So are you are you comfortable talking numbers at all? Like how many users you guys have right now? Yeah, I can talk about numbers. Okay. Um so the last update I got was like one week ago. Mm-hmm. And until then we had like two hundred registered users. Mm-hmm. But um Are you still there? Uh, I I think I've lost Patrick. Or my internet's dropped. Um, Let me try calling him back. I I think I'm still connected. Uh, Yeah, the thing hasn't... (laughs) Uh Hello. Oh, there we go. Hi. Sorry, yeah. The internet connection sometimes is not the best. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a problem. <laughs> um, where did you lose me? Um, you you were saying that you had 200 uh, previously and then a week ago and then you cut out. Okay, so yeah, we had like 200 registered users uh, one week ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm still still super surprised that there are so many people on the couch right now because yeah it's an alpha and <laughs> it's not like what I have in mind for the final website at all mm-hmm. so um, yeah um, and we have altogether 60 people offered their couch during this last five months that it's online wow so there, there's 200 right now? 200 registered users, but you have the okay. possibility to offer your couch or not offer your couch. Mm. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, no, there's a good, good chunk of people giving, giving people support. And then one person's already uh, been able to help somebody. Uh, uh, I actually, yeah, Izzy, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I I don't know how many people actually hosted someone or not. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's the state of the website. We don't track that yet or we're not able to because we don't have a messaging system. It's mm. just by your private email. It, got ha- it gets handled. So we don't know how many people get in contact with each other. I got you. But uh, further down the road, you'll probably have, uh, just on top of the, the messaging system, probably some sort of way to show who stayed with who, or, or not, maybe not, maybe not like that, but like how many people they've hosted and stuff like that. Yeah, like a rating system, like where you can, it's also for, to see how, or who you can trust. So after you stay with someone, you have the ability to give them a, reference to a positive, negative, or neutral mm-hmm. and to write something about your experience with that person. 
So in that way, you can see how many people this person has hosted or indie-couched with. <laughs> indie-couched. <laughs> indie-couched. Bring it up here. <laughs> you, you, know, you know you're a real website when you can verb it. Yes. That... <laughs> That verb actually came from a user, and I still love it. <laughs> it was like, hey, I actually indie couched before. <laughs> it's like, that is great. <laughs> We've done it. Uh, wow. So, okay, so you, you don't know any anyone else if they've posted anybody. Yeah. No, sorry, I cannot tell you any <laughs> wonderful stories about anyone else. So what what are you doing going forward with the site? What's like um I I know in the Kickstarter you got uh Rami uh mm-hmm. to to do a little guest appearance. But yeah. how did, how did that go down? <laughs> <laughs> um I was I was just thinking, hey, we need we need someone for a Kickstarter video, or just something, because I was not happy with the video at all, and I was under a lot of pressure and no time. So I was like, "Hey, why don't we just ask Rami to do something for us?" Well, actually, mm-hmm. we asked a couple of people, but Rami answered, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do something." <laughs> and he answered like, um, "What was it? It was a couple of days before the start of the Kickstarter." Mm-hmm. and we asked again he was like yeah I'm on it I'm on it I'm doing it right now <laughs> and then actually I got his part on the day the kickstarter started and uh, it was in the morning I got the part I don't know if it was just my friend um, she redirected it to me I don't know when Rami actually sent it to her mm-hmm. but yeah well all on very short notice (laughs) yeah this was pretty short notice too like you jump it on here but you're able to do it which is really awesome i was i was nervous that you were gonna be like oh no i can't come on (laughs) i've gotta come on (laughs) i i'm flying (laughs) but or something because gdc's right now and that yeah that's that's what i always stress well for me it was not so much short notice you asked me yesterday So no, this would be hey. In one hour, we're gonna start a podcast. <laughs> would you have time? <laughs> yeah. Well, for other people though, it, it'd be pretty short notice. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because like we we had another guest uh, coming on, but we haven't heard back from him. So I was like, oh, oh. well, we should uh, should figure something out. Uh, who's not going to GDC? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lucky you. I'm not going. Because <laughs> <laughs> when we, when we were sending out um, all the emails to everybody. Um, like we're like, hey Lisa, when, when do you want to come on? And we're like, we can get you on in March. We've got twelfth and the twenty sixth. She's like, oh, I can't do twelfth uh, or the twelfth uh, GDC. And then you know, William Salford, <laughs> we have March twelfth, April 9th, <laughs> Oh, GDC. And then Game Jolt peeps. Oh, GDC. It's like, oh my God, nobody's ever gonna get on the stage. <laughs> so yeah. And then we, and we had somebody, and then. I, I don't know what's going on with that, but we got you on here, so it's all good. It's all good, yes. <laughs> Perfect. So, you said that you you did journalism. Um, mm-hmm. How? So, how how many events were you able to go to while you were a journalist? 
how many events? Um, rough number. Uh, maybe rough number <laughs> between five and ten. Five and ten. Okay, and that's yes. over a three-year period, or two years. Three years. Okay. Two years. One and a half. Two. Yeah, something like that. So what? What was your? What, what's your favorite thing about events? I guess. My favorite thing is just talking actually talking to the people who make the games mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing because it's it's so great when you see something who devoted like the last years maybe just to do this little thing and he's so enthusiastic about it and just talking with them and like hearing about all the decisions why they make that or that and what was the reason behind it I think that's just great and also, just to meet all the people, it's, it's just great. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to a party at an event and they're, you're, you're drinking something, then there's like, hey, I'm the guy from Square Enix. Hey, I'm the guy who did whatever game. And you think, whoa, <laughs> you're normal. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. it's even better when they're when they're interesting, too. You know, whether they're talking about, you know, their game or just whatever. And it's like, oh, this is so great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think the greatest thing for me, or like when I actually consider myself like, yes, now I'm here, I made it. Now I can confidently call myself a games journalist. That was last year at the Paris Games Week Mm -hmm. when I was invited at the Sony press conference. That was really impressive for me to just like be there and see like Sony doing his thing and going to the after party and everything. Oh, that's super cool! Sony throws really good parties. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yeah i I got into the two thousand fourteen one um, at Indiecade. Uh, my buddy was working on one of the games and he plus one to me. And mm. oh, there's so many amazing people there and like, yes oh. so yeah uh l- little side note for anybody that's that's listening if you can get into a sony party do it <laughs> <laughs> yes i remember in paris when i i just left the party to get to go to the toilet mm-hmm. and there were people waiting outside and asked me hey do you use your wristband will you go back can i have it <laughs> i was like no sorry <laughs> i will go back Wow. Yeah, I yeah I don't I think once you left you, you couldn't get back in so there there there's no one like that at the one that we went to but it, it's probably a much different venue. Yes, um, in Paris it was like the whole Sony booth was um, fenced off for the mm. party. Yeah, so we the party was in there. Ah, okay. Yeah, the the one at Indicade was at. Um, the the club down the street yeah, I think it's called Rush House or something like that that's that's where they they do it so yeah it's it's an entire venue it's just rented out for the night so, yeah no Sony stuff is sweet so with with uh, game development though before the before the show you you said something about wanting to talk game uh development so are 
Are you thinking about making a game at some point? Yes, I am. Yes, I would love to at one point. Actually, I've been spinning around ideas for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Also, downloaded Unity a couple of da uh, a couple of times. Tried to learn it, do some stuff. Um, did my did some little things in with Java, mm -hmm. but nothing serious. Just like playing around, getting to know it. You know who has really good Unity tutorials? It's uh, Al Coloca or Infinite Ammo. He he has a series. I recommend anybody that wants to start off with Unity to start off with the series, because I had been looking at tutorials and like everything was just eh. But his, it's like, he sits you down and he's like, alright, here's Unity. <laughs> um, we're going to go through, and as we're going through, I'm going to show you keyboard shortcuts. And let's put a block down. Alright, cool. We just we just made a staircase. So now, now we just made a gun. And it's like, it's been five minutes. <laughs> and you can already, like, move around and shoot guns and have it bounce off the staircase. And it's like, what? <laughs> um, and it, I think it's a series of five videos. And he uh -huh. just teaches you all this stuff. And then he's got a second series um, that is outdated. The... The files are gone, but you can still watch it and learn a couple of things. Um, but yeah, no, he's just explains everything so well, and then also teaches some some concepts of game design uh, or code design um, while you're doing it. So you get a little little bit of everything. Oh, it's it's a perfect launching pad. So um, if you want that, I can I can send it to you sometime. Yes, please. I've been what I've been watching lately. Um, was it Jimmy Vegas? Uh, Jimmy Vegas. I I don't know who that is. I'm not sure if it if he's called Jimmy, but Vegas for sure. Not sure. What? Well, what's the rest of the story? <laughs> well, it's just uh, Unity tutorial videos. Oh, okay. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I was like, you, you've been watching him. What, what does he do? Oh, he makes Unity <laughs> videos. Oh, Unreal. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I haven't heard of that. Um, so I wouldn't be able to tell you much. There was, there was another series that I watched for a while. It was called uh, Bergzerg Arcade or something like that. And I don't even know how many videos it was. It was a lot. Um, uh. And he, he walks through making an, a 3D RPG uh, you know, along the lines of, like, Skyrim or something like that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I rewatched part of it the other day. Because I was like, you know what? He, he had this really good way of doing something. And it's so slow. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, back then it was like, whoa, we're getting so much done. And now it's like, oh, no. Because it's been, like, three or four years since I've done it. So mm. it, there's just a different experience. Yeah, um, sure. Now we know how it works. Now. It's like, oh. He's coding really slowly. <laughs> but no, that that was pretty good too um, for people who want to figure it out. But for anybody that's, you know, getting, you know, kind of intermediate, advanced, not not too much new there, but just interesting ways of doing stuff. Helps you think about uh, object-oriented coding in a different way. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about is yeah? the... The IGF awards, they are coming up also. Oh yeah, on, 
you know Wednesday, what? I think. Why didn't I bring that up? Maybe I maybe I did last time. I don't know. Uh, IGF, yeah, no, good, good thing. Uh, so yeah, the IGF Choice Awards. Where, where is it? I I know we brought up the finalists uh, a little while back. I think probably in February, but we can bring it up again. Uh, so the CMX McNally Grand Prize. Yeah, that's the one everybody likes. Uh, Darkest like, Dungeon. Yeah. Her story. Keep talking and nobody explodes. I really want to play that. <laughs> uh, Mini Metro. <laughs> Mini Metro is on. What? No way. Yes, Mini- I was really surprised about that. Mini Metro is so amazing, but I didn't think that. Wow. Wow. No, like, I'm not surprised because it's a bad game. I'm just surprised because, I don't know. I just never considered it for it. it yeah. It's. Yeah, Mini Metro is amazing. Um, super hot. And then the crazy fan-making machine, Undertale. <laughs> Undertale. Because, yeah. I, I've stayed off the Undertale bandwagon. I need to play it sometime, but I haven't yet. You did not play it. No, not yet. Oh, my God. I don't know. Like At first, I was like, oh, hey, I should probably get that. And then everybody jumped on it. And I... And I was just like, oh, I I should probably get this. And then they're starting, you know, becoming the two parties, uh, the party that's like the hardcore fans and the people that are <laughs> yeah. like, why does Undertale have all these, you know, super obsessed fans? And I'm just like, I'll get to it someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only played it because a good friend of mine, he said I should play it and that I would like it. And I trust his opinion because he knows me. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think I would never have gotten into it because I just don't like how it looks. Mm-hmm. When you look at pictures and you don't know the game, it just looks so <laughs> generic, horrible. Yeah. The But now I love it. The stuff that I've heard about it, um, design-wise, has been amazing. Like, just how, yes. how you make choices in the game and all that, which is obviously why it's, you know, being considered for the Seamus McNally Grand Prize. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, that one surprised me a bit too, but at the same time it doesn't. <laughs> because you haven't played it. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. I'm, I was actually more surprised by Superhot mm-hmm. to be featured in the Seamus McNally Grand Prize. Oh yeah, that just came out. Um, it just came out, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I suppose if they had a bill to send to the judges, then... like Yeah, the beta came out like last year. That's when I played it the last time. Yeah. I That's that's another thing. I It's just on my list. I just haven't had any time to play games recently. But uh-huh. super hot. I'm going to pick it up soon. I know Ian, our, our usual co-host, he, he was raving about it. He's like, oh, Brett. Have you bought Super Hot yet? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, I got my copy from when I backed it on Kickstarter. I, I think that's what they did. Or you could yes, pre-order. Yes, they did. Yeah. It was like fifteen dollars instead of twenty or something like that. Or is it twenty-five? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the honorable mentions for the uh, the grand prize are also Affordable Space Adventures, uh, which I've heard of. I didn't know that it was out. So that's cool. Yes, um, it came out last year. Really? Yes. How how did I not know? What? 
actually, I wrote uh, an article about the games that came out, but people didn't know this, and Affordable Space Adventures was one of them. Oh, it's only on the Nintendo eShop. Is that is that true? Because it says it's available on there, but it doesn't say Steam. That might be why I never heard about it. Or is, is it on Steam as oh. well? Or did I mix it up? Uh, here, I'll, I'll send you the link. Just, just to make sure we're. Ah uh, no, about. I think I, I mean another game. Um, I'm, there, there's lovers in a dangerous space time. Lovers in a dangerous space time. That's what I had in mind. Okay, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that game's super fun. That we we've got a review of that coming up in the next issue of Indie Power Mag. But yeah, no affordable space adventures. I didn't know that came out, or maybe it's not out and. No, it's just said. Yeah, it's only on Nintendo, so that's probably why. Um, so it's not out. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for PC. <laughs> uh, and then Nina Freeman's. Uh, she she told us how to properly pronounce it. I'm gonna butcher it. I think it's Seabell. Um, that was an honorable mention. Uh, Oxen Free, which yes. uh, I watched. I watched uh, a friend play through it. Which is pretty cool. We we kind of I love it a lot. Chatted, um, Panoramical, which is by Fernando Romalo and David uh, Canaga. Yeah, the guy from he did the sound for Proteus, right? Oh, okay. Because I knew Fernando was working on it, but I I didn't know who the other uh, developer was. Yeah, no, Panoramical is super cool. It's oh. Just visual, uh, yeah. It's just everything. <laughs> your mind just escapes you, and you're like, "Oh wow, so much, so much good-looking stuff." Um, Soft Body, which haven't heard of. Uh, let's Me see neither. This is. Uh, Soft Body is a twin-stick action game with a surreal sense of control and style. Take control of two beautiful gooey snakes at the same time, one with each analog stick. Together, you use the snakes to paint the world which continuously changes around you while dodging bullets and popping enemies. Now that I've read the description, it sounds familiar. Let me watch the trailer. I've seen... Yep, I've seen this. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. Here, I'll send you the link. Huh. No, never seen it before. Um, That Dragon Cancer. Yeah, I played uh, that one. I think actually, yeah, excellent. It, it's in excellence uh, in narrative, which is good, and also uh, audio. I, w- I would hope that it would be in excellence in narrative. Um, what else? Uh, the Beginner's Guide is also an honorable mention, as well as Twelve Minutes, which sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is. Uh, Twelve Minutes is a game about you are in a time loop, if I remember right. Huh. So the, I think I'm not sure if it was three days or two days. It just happened all the time again and again and again, and you have to do things right. Mm-hmm. Something like this. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but it says that you want to try to break the loop. So, hmm. interesting. Oh, yeah, lots and lots of games on this list. Oh, is that Kingdom? Is that the same Kingdom? I think it is. I remember seeing this on TIG Source years ago. It's it, it 
I, I don't know. Have, have you ever used TickSource much? Sometimes, yeah, but not regularly. Okay, yeah, I, I'm not very frequent, but when I do go there, I usually find one or two cool games, and Kingdom was one of yeah. them. And it, it's just so cool to see stuff that starts out really small in TickSource and then see uh-huh. it be something huge. Like, it's... Wow, yeah, it's really great. And it, it was one of the... Uh, where was it? Kingdom. Yeah, it, yeah excellence in visual got, art. Yeah, it got pick, picked up by Microsoft. Ah. Because I saw that last year at the Microsoft booth. Ah, that that would be it. Yeah, it's the same. Came game. out October 21st, 2015 for $10. I'm going to have to pick that up. Nice. So, are there any events coming up that, um, or I suppose I'm I'm kind of jumping the gun. Need to ask you another question. What's the timetable okay. for the rest of IndieCatch development? Well, first we hope to be successful with the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. That will end at the end of March, and then we will continue developing until. Right now, it seems like it's going to be autumn this mm-hmm. year, okay. and we can launch the final, well, the final, like the first final website, <laughs> because we don't plan to implement like everything from the beginning, just so we can put it out a little bit earlier. Yeah, it's kind of like a, and a then, beta site. Like early access. <laughs> early access. Okay, much better. <laughs> no, like like early access by the big companies, like almost finished games, just like a couple of features missing. <laughs> and from then on, yeah, we'll just constantly work on it until we feel like it's done. There is nothing else to be added. So I don't know how long that will take because we will also listen to user feedback, what they want what they think would be a great addition. So yeah, plan right now is to be to put up the site in autumn. Hmm. Nice. Now that's so like six months. It's not a bad development time. Yeah, it seems doable. I mean, we already have all the wireframes and started with the web design. And also the coding in the background. Yep, the server-side code. It's always a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do all the stuff for the Indie Function site, so I've uh-huh. played a lot with web dev, and it's always a blast. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm guessing you're pretty disconnected from um, the actual development of the site um, as far as code goes. As far as code goes, yes. Okay. Because um, Michael is using um, Bootstrap and Angular JS. Okay. And I have no idea of that. <laughs> so I'm just like, he's coding and I'm giving him feedback and we discuss how we could solve that. But the actual coding, he's doing all by himself. Hmm. Wow. So, with Autumn, um, have you guys 
looked forward have you guys looked forward enough to think about um, events like teaming up with certain events kind of like you tried doing um, with the event last October or is that just so far down the road that it's not really something you're thinking about right now <laughs> no we were thinking about it like for in the future for like possible income of money mm-hmm. or just like to give the users the opportunity to get a discount on tickets or maybe free booth or whatever mm-hmm. but we did not pursue this idea yet because we first want to focus on finishing the website mm-hmm. and then do well partner up with festivals I mean we already have a lot of partners for the Kickstarter campaign right now yeah also festivals and communities so we can probably further develop these partnerships in the future for the final website that's what I hope <laughs> by the way um, the the image at the top um, do you know these people no I don't okay because the, the guy on the left looks like he, he kind of looks like Anthony Carboni maybe like if Anthony Carboni had a little brother like that, that's what he'd look like <laughs> No, it's a stock image okay. we used. We were like browsing for images, like I don't know, one week or so. For I don't know how many hours until I stumbled upon this image. It actually looks totally different, but we cropped it and rotated it so it would fit. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it looks good. It's got that perfect, perfect touch to it. Just snoozing on a couch. <laughs> snoozing on a couch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I want to ask some questions, but it's so early on that it's mostly just unknown um, how a lot of this, this stuff will work uh, out in the end. Like, uh, you know, how many how many people will be using the service and how uh, how many people are gonna actually visit places that um, all these people are at yeah it's it's not possible to answer that yet (laughs) (laughs) but yeah hopefully a lot hopefully a lot of people can be helped by indie couch yeah alright so um it's been an hour and seven minutes, so we'll probably be wrapping it up pretty soon. Uh, let me go check the IRC and make sure I'm not missing any messages. Nope. It's been pretty quiet in there. Pretty quiet. Um, hmm. So is there anything else you want to chat about? Anything we haven't brought up? No, I think we caught basically everything we talked about before the start of the podcast. Okay. Um, oh yeah, what one? Yeah, one question we can elaborate a little bit more. I was you told me you um, you've been a game developer before you started writing about them, mm-hmm. and maybe we can bring that up again. How you came to actually write about the games? Okay, um, <laughs> bit of a story. Uh, let's let's see where. So it it kind of happened by accident, really. Uh, so before Indie Function, I was a part of 
um, GM Indie, which was this organization that's pretty much the same, except they only focus on game maker stuff. So they had a radio show, and then the creator, Brian Fetcher, he decided, hey, we should also have a magazine, which was just this tiny little um, e-magazine that he released weekly, which made us then, when we started this, decide to do weekly, which wasn't a good idea. Um, I can't even do monthly. Uh, but we, uh, I didn't write for that magazine, um, but then he also started book series and a website and there were all these different services and it's like 87 people i think at the max uh that were that were helping out with gm indie like it it was becoming a really big thing um and then it it just disappeared so like everything just shut down brian couldn't do it anymore and it, it all fell apart so a year later i started up indie function with um, a couple of my friends, then some of the people that I knew through uh, GM Indie, um, and I eventually became Indie Function, and it just happened because I was like, oh, we, we should do pretty much everything that GM Indie was trying to do, um, because it's a really cool project, and let, let's do it. Um, the the book thing didn't work out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the magazine kind of works. Uh, the radio show obviously has worked because we're still doing it six years later. Um, but when we when we did the magazine, um, those reviews have to come from somewhere. So I I would write one, uh, and then you know everybody on there would write one. But slowly over time, um, I started writing more and more because it was uh, how the work was delegated between everyone. I ended up writing a lot, and then like the the most recent magazine, every every review in there is mine. Um, and it, it's fun. I, I like writing and, uh, it's great being able to say things about games and that hopefully, uh, inspire other people to pick up the game. And then also, you know, the developers to say, Oh, Hey, wow. Somebody really likes my game. And they said nice stuff about it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, are, you, are you doing this full time now or on the side? No, it, it's on the side, um, but we are yeah. thinking about starting up a Patreon soon. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that was something I didn't want to bring up on air, but it's... it's or I previously didn't want to bring up on air, but we're so close to it that like it, it doesn't even really matter if I start talking about it. Um, but you yeah, heard no, it here first. Huh? <laughs> you heard it here, live. You heard it here with, radio. with Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no... Uh, I'd love to start a Patreon because right now um, I do web development full time. Uh-huh. Um, well, not not full time, full time, but yeah, I do client work, uh, and that's that's what I do to pay my bills. And if I can if I can get a Patreon started for people that really like Indie Function and that are willing to support us, um, you know, all that income coming in means that I don't have to make that income from web dev so I can spend less time doing that and devote more time to making making the website better and writing reviews for the magazine because it's been a long time since an issue's come out we got a lot of uh-huh. a lot of games in our back burner that we need to pump out reviews for so yeah I know that feeling <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so what what got you you know what 
what pushed you into actually wanting to pursue, um, I, I think you might have already said this, but the, the journalism, like what, mm. what really made it for you? What, I guess not what made it for you, but what made you stick with it? What made it stick with it? Oh, yeah. that's, that's actually a tough question. I think it's just because I did the website from the ground up. Like it was just me mm-hmm. doing everything. It's just it's just like my little baby, so uh, I cannot give it up. <laughs> that's <But> I... <laughs> what indie function is for me. <laughs> it's like you know, I should let it die sometime, but. <laughs> but I did not start writing because of indie games. I was writing before, just like for myself, little mm-hmm. some short stories and stuff, mm-hmm. poems. And actually, I found out that right. Um, now it's 10 years ago mm-hmm. I applied for a games website to be a games journalist but right then I was still a little bit too young and I read my review again I wrote to them <laughs> 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 it was not the best but it already had like the basic concept in it that I don't like AAA games <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised by that but yeah, yeah actually already 10 years ago I, want, I wanted to write about video games Mm-hmm. And seven years later, I finally did the step by, yeah, by coincidence or whatever. And it happened. Now I stick with it because I really love it. Hmm. Nice. So did you have other people working with you on the site or was it just you? No, at one point we were four people, including me. Mm-hmm. But it's just most of the people that are not aware how much time it actually takes yeah. to write regularly mm-hmm. even also even like rehashing uh, a news article you know can take you a, a good 15 to 30 minutes and well that doesn't sound like a lot of time like it still is time uh, that you're taking out of your day to write it yeah and you first have to find the news article mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's not like news that just come to you <laughs> You have to find something relevant you would like to reuse. And yeah, and reviews, they take much, much oh, longer, yes. of reviews. course. Because you got to play the game, so you got to, you know, spend yeah. enough time in there until you, you got a good feel, which can be anywhere between an hour to, you know, ten. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also a big thing that puts people off over some time is that there is usually there is no feedback at all from the audience like you just see a couple of numbers who read your article mm-hmm. but they're not like they're not people waiting on the line just to congratulate you hey you wrote a great article you're the best <laughs> usually that's just silence mm-hmm. I think it's also hard for people who are not really into that into the writing that stay motivated when you don't get feedback yeah that's, or not much feedback that's an interesting point um and i wonder because this kind of ties in with another thing that that bugs me um with stuff on the web um and it sometimes i wonder if why people don't you know say say things like um do they not have feedback to give um do do they not have time to give you feedback? Do they not uh, care enough to give you feedback? 
why is that? Um, and it's pretty much the same thing, but every once in a while, um, I'll find out that I, I've got this horrible typo, you know, like on, <laughs> oh, yes. in the title of my website or something like that, or, you know, some button doesn't work. And, you know, I, I jog my memory and I'm like, when was the last time I updated this? Like, cause there, there was, there was something that I, I put up in 2014 that I just found out didn't work. It's like, oh. where, where were the people the last you know year and a half to say, Hey, the, the yes, Pinterest, the Pinterest button was broken. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally yes. hard coded the Pinterest button on the site to only one page. I was just like, where, where were people like, ah, I, I should have tested it more thoroughly, but still, it's like, come on, still, yeah. give us feedback. We'll have noticed, yes. Yeah. So it's interesting that we, we both have issues with feedback. Because, yeah, because, like, if, if I find something on a on a site that's wrong, you know, like, oh, hey, this button doesn't work or there's a typo, I usually, you know, go out of my way. I don't care if I look like like a uh, an ass or anything. It's yeah. just like, hey, yeah. you got something. You can fix it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also if I find a website, I write to them on Facebook, hey, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's so so easy to overlook them. Mm-hmm. That's how they happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, we don't do them on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak for yourself, man. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, let's let's do some some plugs. That's usually how we wrap this up. So you guys have a Twitter, which is uh, at indiehouse underscore org, and then indie house. Hmm? Oh, did indie I just say house. indie house? Yes. Oh, oops, indiecouch <laughs> underscore org. <laughs> There's too many indie things. Yes. Um. What, what so, else do you guys have? Oh, were you about to say something? Sorry. Yeah, so our Twitter account is at IndieCouch <laughs> underscore org. <laughs> then I also have like a personal Twitter account. It's not mu- used much, but it's called Somnium LG. And you can also find the IndieGames.ch Twitter account if you look for it, if you want to. Okay. Uh, and then you guys have Facebook, which is probably, yep, just facebook.com slash indiecouch.org. Yep. Uh, and then you guys have the, the Kickstarter going on right now. Uh, that's probably the big link to... That's the big link you should <laughs> click. Please, please help us. Yeah, no, there's there's 97 backers, um, 38%. Uh, 18 days ago, you guys have this. I'm sure that you're going to hit your goal. We just need people to back yeah um but like like you were saying earlier usually there's there's a big push at the beginning uh-huh. because you know everybody's like oh man that's cool and then there's a big push at the end because everybody's like oh crap i didn't didn't back it i gotta do it quick shit i need to do it now yes. yeah exactly so yeah no i i have no doubts that you guys will hit your goal Exciting, exciting. Uh, and then, of exciting, course, the yes. site is org. if you haven't caught that yet. A little, little theme going on here. Um, otherwise, I think that's all the links, right? Yeah, that's all the important links, yes. All that's right. everything. 
Sweet. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, if you want to stick around for a minute after the show, uh, that'd be perfect. Otherwise, yes. we're going to go to the credits. Thank you for listening in to broadcast number 74 of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is broadcasted live with 1,000 mics and recorded using Audacity. If you enjoyed this show and are interested in more, you can visit our archive at IndieFunction.com, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Our next show is on March 26th with Lisa Brown. Thank you again for listening to Indie Radio, and we hope you have a fantastic weekend.